Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are having an amazing day. I mean it, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Mr. Chandler Bolt, who is the CEO of Self-Publishing School and selfpublishing.com. He's a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and the author of seven best-selling books, including his most recent book titled Published, which if you stick around to the end of this interview, you can actually get for free if you go to publishedbook.com forward slash carry because he's given away the first 50 copies for free. So hop on that quick if you're interested. And he's also one of Inc. 5000 companies, fastest growing companies. And he is just a really awesome dude. Um, He talks all about how to write your first book or second or third using his proprietary process that they've developed at the self-publishing school. And in this episode, we actually get into step by step by step the process and why you need a book in order to grow your impact and your income and really to drive traffic to your business. And why you actually are too busy not to write a book, he says. And it's just one of those uh, really powerful interviews, especially as an author myself, you know, just putting out the, the book, The Happy Hustle, recently. This process is so imperative because I didn't do it with this process. And I kind of wish I would have because it would have saved me a lot of time and energy uh, going about it the wrong way. So if you're interested in writing a book at all, or, you know, just learning how to grow and scale a business, this episode is for you. And Chandler, you know, dropped some hot fire on the mic. So stick around to the end and share this with a friend who may also want to write a book and publish a book and share their message and their story. So listen to the end and uh, let us know what you think. Shout us out online. And after a quick episode sponsor break, we are going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Let me ask you a quick question. How often do you wake up in the morning and instantly wish that you just had another hour of sleep? You know, you hit the snooze button maybe and you just hope that next time your alarm goes off and you feel more energized. Listen, we all have those mornings. And the worst part is trying to turn your brain on to keep up with the demands of the day, especially when you happy hustle that life you love. You know, maybe you didn't get enough sleep or you have brain fog or your energy is low and you just can't seem to concentrate. That's why I take Newtopia on those days. And Newtopia is actually the most advanced brain support and cognitive enhancement system that I've ever tried. See, they specialize in personalized brain supplements, also known as nootropics. And if you've never heard of nootropics or brain supplements, don't worry. They've been around for a long time and they're safe. They're legal. They're used by millions of top performers around the world to enhance mental performance. 
It's actually quite natural, non-addictive, and safe. So you can really feel good about what you put in your body. And you can choose blends that don't even have caffeine if you're caffeine sensitive. And unlike other products, there's no crashes, no jitters, or no after effects. You just simply turn on your brain within 10 minutes of waking up every morning, and the effects consistently throughout the day just help you optimize your performance and your productivity. Now, you guys get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happy Hustle podcast. You can go to newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle to save over 10% on their amazing brain optimizing supplements, their nootropics. Again, you can go to newtopia, that's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com forward slash happy hustle. Check it out. Save yourself some moolah. And the best part is it comes with a money back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Check it out again, guys. Newtopia.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, Chandler Bolt, welcome to the Happy Hustle podcast, my brother. I am super excited to connect. Carrie, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. This is going to be a fun one. I mean, you're the CEO of Self-Publishing School and selfpublishingschool.com and you're Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur. You're the author of seven best-selling books and so much more. But before we get into all that good stuff and why the happy hustlers need a book in their life, what is something interesting about yourself, Chandler, that not too many people know? Yeah. Uh, so it's funny because we talked about this right before uh, the interview because you said this is one of your favorite songs. But a random fact about me is uh, my, my brother plays in the Grammy-nominated rock and roll band called Need to Breathe. Um, so if there's any Need to Breathe fans out there, or maybe you've heard of Bolt Farm Treehouses. It's got like this luxury, romantic, uh, reconnect to nature kind of retreats. Um, that's both him and that's my brother. So um, in the Lucky Sperm Club there <laughs> and get to see a lot of fun concerts. I'm going to go see him with One Republic. Uh, this summer, oh, which is going to be a, a blast. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Damn. Yeah. I told you, man, that's one of my favorite songs that the song happiness, you know, it's just, uh, that's super awesome. I mean, really cool. Like I just have so much respect for uh, musicians, you know, I'm, I got a little acoustic guitar here and I'm just terrible, but you know, it's still fun to strum it. So I really, I have a lot of respect for people who, you know, are playing at the highest level. Um, now, Chandler, I do want to get into your artistic specialty, which is writing and publishing books and helping others, other authors do the same. And you have a company called Self-Publishing School that really step-by-step step helps people create you know, and, and market and monetize a book, their IP, their message. So first, let's just start off with how'd you start this company and why the Happy Hustlers should write a book? Yeah, so it, it started, I wrote a, a couple books and they did decently well. And then people kept asking like, hey, how are you doing this? Uh, and and so I started teaching people for free just to be a nice person. And then it just started snowballing <laughs> so much. And it was so helpful for people that I said, hey, I should be charging for this. Um, and mm. so then we we um, we started self-publishing school. And, um, and then since then, we've published about 6,000 books over the last seven years. Um, so wow. we published a ton of books and... Um, I believe that happy hustlers should write books um, because if you want to bring leverage on your time uh, and, and to really have a, a great work-life balance, well, you need to bring leverage, right? And I, mm -hmm. so there's this concept I call leveraged impact. A book is the ability to crystallize all the best things that you know into this vehicle 
that can then go impact thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of people, right? You've done it, Carrie. You've seen this at work with your business. Mm -hmm. You crystallize this into a book that can lead to a course that can lead to your business. You know, you can use the book strategically to get more leads, sales, and referrals. Um, and so mm. that's why you need to write a book because it's going to be one of the best things you do to grow your impact uh, and to grow your business. Uh, and specifically, like I said, get more leads, sales, and referrals um, for your business. Yeah. But the root word of authority is author. Uh, and you can't spell yep. the word authority without the word author. So if you want to become authority on something um, and, mm. and, and build leverage, then then you need to become an author. Mm. So well said. I mean, I love the the phrase leverage to impact. And it really is super imperative for all the happy hustlers. If you want to create, you know, that blissful life balance, both personally and professionally, you need to think about systemization and scale. And one of the the best things about a book, in my opinion, is like your book is your best salesman. You know, it's like your yes. book can be yes. everywhere and you can only be one place, you know, and right now people are reading Chandler's books and my book and it's like, we're not there. We're talking to each other and it's just super powerful. Um, what would you say to the aspiring authors out there as just like the first step? Let's break down the process. And I know if people want to go deeper, they can check out, you know, self-publishing school, but like give us a 30,000 foot viewpoint on just the overall process to become an author. Yeah. So the 30,000 foot view, I talk about this in my new book and I don't know if people can see the video version of this, but there's basically, um, we have, there's eight milestones. I'm a big fan of how do we take, how do I take the very next step <laughs> and, and how do I make things simple? Um, I think maybe mm -hmm. this is a byproduct of ADHD or being a C-level English student or college <laughs> dropout or any of those things. Yeah. Right. But so eight milestones like to simplify the process. Um, and so the first four are how to get, or, or really how to get answer your question, which is how do you get started? And so uh, that's the more writing method. It's mind map, outline, rough draft, editing, right? So mind map everything that you can think of on this topic. I'd encourage you if you're listening to this um, right now, as soon as this uh, podcast interview is over, take 15 minutes, grab a blank sheet of paper and mind map everything that you can think of on this topic. Right. Turn, then use that mind map to create your outline. Use that outline to write your rough draft one chapter at a time. Then you move into the editing, the marketing, the launch, the, all that stuff. Mm, that's that's gold. So you got to start with the mind map. And I'm just going to speak from experience. I did not start with the mind map with the Happy Hustle originally three plus years ago. I was just kind of winging it putting stories together and extracting lessons from those stories. And I don't recommend it. I recommend following Chandler's process here, people, because it's proven and tested. The mind map, you got to start there, like really at the core. What's the center of the mind map? Let's break it down just a little further, because I think this is really, you know, where some people are like, well, I could write a book on this. I could write a book yeah. on this. So I could, you know, so what, how do you choose your topic of the mind map yeah. and that core centerpiece? Yeah, so there's probably people listening to this right now in, in one of three boats. You know, boat, boat one is saying, hey, I have an idea. I'm clear on what I want to write about. Uh, bucket two is, hey, I'm not quite sure what I want to write about. I don't really have an idea. And then bucket three is maybe, hey, I've got way too many ideas, right? So there's, there's kind of two parts here. There's the, what I call the idea finder, which this is coming up with an idea. Um, and so that's, you know, questions like, 
hey, what do you get paid for? What's your expertise, right? Well, what are, what, are the, what are the broken record conversations that you keep having with every new prospect or customer, mm. right? The thing that you just keep repeating over and over and over again. Well, chances are, if you want to stop talking about that thing, the best way to, to stop talking about it is to write a book on it, point to that book, that'll <laughs> yeah. be one of the best things you ever do for your business, right? So you can mm. use those questions to come up with an idea, but then there's what you mentioned, Carrie, which is how do I narrow in on the specific book I'm writing on? And so I ask the questions of, hey, how, which one can I finish the fastest? Like I have the most content or life experience on that topic. Which one am I most likely to finish? So not only am I going to get started, but I'm going to take it to the finish line. And then which one is going to make me happy? Right? Mm. Um, which one am I going to enjoy writing? And, and mm. so, I mean, that's a pretty fitting question um, for this show and for this audience. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, so, and so those three questions, that's going to help you narrow in on your idea. Then once you've got that idea, you put that idea in the middle of the page. And then you kind of go back to the thing that probably helped you come up with the idea in the first place and think about, hey, what are the stories that I have on this topic? What are the broken mm. record conversations that I'm having on this topic? Ideas that I have, lessons I've learned, books that I've read. You're just no filter getting it all, on, all out onto the page. And that's the light bulb moment for a lot of people where they realize, oh, wow, like this is a book. And I've got a lot mm. more that I can talk about than I, than I thought that I did. Um, and now it's moving into a structured place um, where I can use this to create an outline and then use that outline to write the book. Yeah, so well said. And I really think you know, people need to spend the time in the deep introspection, getting crystal clarity around your expertise, you know, your special sauce, that uniqueness, you know, because there's a lot of books out there. Do you know exactly how many books get published every year? I'm, I'm sure you know ballpark, Ooh, but I don't know the exact stat, um, but I'm, yeah. I'm, it's, it's over a million. I know that for sure. Yeah. So, and that's one thing, like, I think some people get a little bit reluctant to, to put themselves out there in a book form because there's so many books being published. And, but this is why you need to take it a step further, follow that process that Chandler just laid out and get really crystal clarity around what is your special sauce or special take on this topic. You know, for me, like I believe balance equals happiness. Like that's my whole shtick and through line. And I really think that if you do not prioritize each of the 10 alignments with equal importance, well, then ultimately you're going to burn out in some capacity. If you're focusing too much on work and not enough on your family life, you're going to burn out. You know, if you're focusing all on your family life and not enough on work, you know, you're going to burn out with your family and, and not be successful in the business room uh, realm. You know, so it's just like I have a little different spin on this whole work-life balance play. Chandler has a different spin on the publishing world because, you know, he's done it with a self-published mindset and so you have to think about what's your unique angle when you're putting a book together do you do you have any you know context or you know maybe advice when you're when you're helping them find their special sauce when it comes to writing yeah i mean i think i look at it as kind of uh i call it the four p's of a best-selling book or, or the four p's of a high converting offer i think about um, what's so the uh, person, pain, promise, price, right? So who's mm -hmm. the person that I'm writing to? And this is kind of this can help you uncover the special sauce. A lot of people talk about having your avatar. I think that's a helpful exercise, but incomplete. I think instead of an avatar, you need an actual person that you know 
that you're writing. Mm. And so yeah. let's say, for example, um, let's say, Carrie, you're my avatar or my ideal reader, right? And so I, I would, then I write the book to Carrie. And so then if I'm thinking about, oh, what, what should my voice be? Should I be funny? Should I be serious? Should I tell this story? Should I not? All those questions get answered because I just say, well, oh, well, hold up. Well, how would I, how would I write this to Carrie? And then when I yeah. write to Carrie, all the other people that are like Carrie that are a great fit for my book will feel like, wow, this was written just to me. And so mm. that the, the person, so get clear on the person you're writing to, what's the pain that they have that they know that they have? Right? Yeah. Um, and, then, and then what's the promise that you can make with this book? And so if you get clear mm. on that, that actually helps crystallize the message in a way that you can uniquely add value to the people that you're serving with this book. Mm. Gold, person, pain, promise, and then the price, right? Talk to us a little bit about the price because, yeah, you know, that's always like a topic. Well, now you got, let's yeah. just say, and, and I want to get into the actual, you know, the next steps in the process as well. But just since we're yep. on the topic of price, how do you price a book? Yeah. And, and so the, the pricing of a book is pretty straightforward. And so that's kind of like a modified concept that I use a lot of times when I'm teaching people how to come up with an offer or something mm. to sell, like an online course or coaching program or gotcha. something like that. Um, but so on the book side, it's, it's pretty straightforward. So Kindle uh, or ebook is going to be somewhere between $2.99 to $9.99. Um, print book is going to be somewhere probably between $11 to $20. Bucks. Uh, and then your audio book is probably going to be, that's usually priced based on length by Audible. Um, so that's going to be somewhere between 12 to 25 bucks is kind of your general range. And you can price according to the category that you're in or the, the position that you want to take in the market. Um, like I know for you, know, you, you know, the, pri uh, the primary seller of the book currently is the free plus shipping funnel. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people want to say, hey, I'm going to price that book up because I want I want people to buy it through the free plus shipping funnel. Um, so mm -hmm. that can make sense. So you, like your pricing strategy kind of can, it depends on the purpose of the book and your goals for the, your book, but that's kind of the general guidelines. Mm, yeah. Those are really helpful ranges. Now I, I want to keep going with the format or with the, the structure. So you got the mind map, then you got the outline, then the rough draft, then the editing. Okay. Now what's next? Yeah. So once you've got your book edited, um, you're going to go, so obviously you're going to, you're going to start with self-editing. Um, so, you know, this is what I call the verbal read through. So read through the book yourself, um, then hire a professional editor, and then you start to move into getting the book ready to publish, right? So these are the final kind of few milestones here. So you've got cover design, you've got formatting, and you've got launch. Um, and so this is where you kind of transition from, finished manuscript to publishable book. Um, and so you need a great cover that grabs attention, that's easy to read, where people instantly understand what the book's about. You need to format the book well um, so that it's, it's a great reader experience. Um, and then you need to move into the launch process. And this is the most important mm. thing in my mind. Obviously, you got to write a great book. That's a given. Yeah. Um, you've got to write a great book. But then once you do what a lot of people do, they'll say, hey, I don't like marketing, so I'm just not going to spend that much time on the marketing. It, if you build it, they will not come. Um, you have to tell them <laughs> about it. 
Um, and, to, and, and if you truly want to impact as many people as you can with this book, you've got to learn marketing. Uh, as a mentor of mine said, you don't have to like it, but you do have to learn it. And as someone who didn't, I used to not like marketing. Um, I've, I've learned to be good at it, but also to love it because it, it is the way that you impact more people with the message of your book and with the content in your book. So you've got to have a mindset towards marketing um, and then do some very practical things to market the book um, once once you launch. Yep. You don't have to love it. You just got to learn it. That's so true. And I think even people get it twisted with publishers too, you know, because the three choices are self-publishing, hybrid publishing or traditional mm-hmm. publishing, right? And yep. I think a lot of people who go the traditional publishing route and they sacrifice their IP and a bunch of other rights <laughs> as well as you know, uh, financial long-term gain on the book. There's, there's pros to it as well. But one of the things that I think when I was doing my research on which of the three I'm going to choose for my book, I realized that traditional publishers really don't market the book. Like they have some budget. If you're a big name offer, you know, like Matthew McConaughey, sure. They're going to help him with green lights, push the book. But yeah, most of it, like he's out there hustling, man. That guy put in work on podcasts. He was on every podcast oh, yeah. I listened to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, you got to do the work marketing. It doesn't matter who you are. Like you got to put in the work and, and market, even if you hybrid publish or you self-publish. What's some of the, the best strategies for launching a book in order to reach maximum readership? Yeah, so uh, the core, so there, there's kind of two elements here. There's the fundamentals of a bestseller, which is making sure that your book is set up to sell well. That's things like making sure you have a great cover, you have a good title, subtitle, um, you've picked keywords and categories on Amazon that set your book up for success, like a bunch of small kind of blocking and tackling and things like that. But then you move into the launch. Right. And so there's kind of two launches. There's the MVP launch and the traditional launch. The MVP launch, this is the minimum viable product launch. Um, this is uh, kind of the minimum viable launch. Then there's the traditional launch. That's the Matthew McConaughey kind of all the big, any big book that gets launched probably follows the traditional launch um, kind of format. Now, the launch triangle is the way that you, you launch the book either way. And so the launch triangle, it's, it's, there's three points in that triangle. It, there's creating a launch team, there's getting reviews, and then there's doing promotions. All right, so a launch team, this is a small group of people that support you or the topic of your book. It could be 15 people, it could be 50 people, right? Um, but what they're going to do is leave a review ahead of time, or sorry, um, is to read the book ahead of time and leave a review on day one. So now all of a sudden you launch with 15 reviews, 50 reviews, you've got momentum, Mm. right? So that's kind of two birds, one stone, launch team to get reviews. And then the third point in that triangle is promotions. And that's kind of like this accordion that depending on how much time, money, and energy you have to focus on the success of this book, that's, you know, you could do an MVP launch where it's, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus the promotions in just a handful of them, but they're gonna be effective. Or, hey, I'm gonna go all out. Um, I'm, be on, I'm gonna be on every single podcast that I can. I'm gonna spend money on ads and promos and all this stuff. Uh, and, and so that's kind of the accordion, but the, the core launch triangle uh, are, are, is the three principles that, that I think people should use to launch their book successfully. Mm, yeah, those are great. The launch team, getting reviews and doing promos. 
I'm curious, Chandler, what have you, what would you deem as the best decision you've ever made when it comes to marketing your book? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think the best decision I've ever made to market my book or books is the non-scalable one-on-one outreach around Mm. the launch and around the reviews and around all those things. Um, So, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's like those things are so helpful. It feels not scalable, but reaching out to people um, to ask them for reviews and stuff like that. I think it's, it, it, it makes a big difference to the long-term success of the book. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's nitty, it's gritty, but that's how it gets done. You know, it's like, I just, um, sometimes I just balk at entrepreneurs who aren't willing to go hunting, you know, and it's like, you're probably not an entrepreneur that, you know what I mean? Like I still go hunting for prospects and clients and, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. It's just a different form of hunting, you know, whether you're hunting for reviews, you know, and you're doing one-on-one outreach, like Chandler said, Hey, my book's coming out. I just want to let you know, it would mean the world to me if you could just help by getting me a, uh, you know, an early review, I'll get you this in return, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like that, that non-scalable work is what builds relationships and what builds businesses. And I just, I really like that you mentioned it because yes. it's not glamorous. Yes. You know, it's like he yeah. you could have named a number of tech stacks or tools or any of this, but what you said was, you know, the non-scalable one-on-one outreach. And it's just a really important point for yeah. all the happy hustlers, you know, t- to consider, right? I agree. Yeah, this is awesome, man. I, I do want to mention, you know, you got something super cool set up for the Happy Hustlers specifically, and they're actually going to be able to get a copy of your book for free for the first 50 people. And that's a very generous offer. Like there's no there's no catch. It's just they get the book for free. Where can people go and tell us, you know, the inspiration behind this? Yeah. Um, so the new book, it's called Publish the Proven Path from Blank Page to 10,000 Copies Sold. Um, you can get it on Amazon. If you're an audible audiobook person, like obviously listen to this podcast, um, you can check it out on Audible. I narrate the audiobook. So um, that's kind of a fun experience. Um, but yeah, so th- this is the 10,000 foot view of a lot of what we teach. It's, it goes in a whole lot more depth on a bunch of the stuff that we touched on on this podcast, but it'll help you make progress on your book and publish a book that grows your business. Um, and so uh, the, basically what I wanted to do is give away free uh, 50 free physical copies of the book. So this is not free plus shipping. This is not, this is, I will print it, pack it, ship it, <laughs> um, and uh, cover all the costs. So uh, all wow. you have to do is go to publishedbook.com forward slash carry. Um, so C-A-R-Y, uh, published, like I published a book publishedbook.com forward slash carry. Um, the first 50 people um, get a free physical copy of the book. Just let me know where to ship it. The motivation behind it, um, I love adding value first and and um, just, just getting this book in people's hands. I know it's going to help people. Um, and I know that some people, when they download the book, they'll, they'll probably say, hey, um, I'd love to work with self-publishing school. They'll book a call with my team. And uh, But even if not, um, getting more of these books out in the world. It's its a part of the impact that I'm trying to make and it's going to help a whole lot more people publish their books, um, which I think is pretty powerful. Mm. 
Amen. Indeed it is, man. Publishedbook.com forward slash carry. Guys, take action on this. You know, like there's no there's no catch. You get a free book that is really powerful. And I'm actually going through the book myself and getting a bunch of golden nuggets from it. And it's just really, really important to, again, have that structured framework. If you're going to write a book, do it. Do it right. Learn from people who have you know, walk the path before you like Chandler. And, and then, you know, if it makes sense, book a time with his team to go deeper and see if you, if you want to join self-publishing school and get a coach and actually go through the step-by-step process just to ensure your success even further as an author. Now I do want to mention, um, you know, your business because like we talk a lot about business and entrepreneurship on the, the happy hustle. I, I really, I love, business. I love entrepreneurs, you know, who are creating value in the world and in the marketplace. And you're a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and you're, you know, one of the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies. And it's like, it's powerful. That's super like awesome, man. Talk to us a little bit about your business and, and some of, let's, let's just start with the, the greatest lesson you've learned from starting your business. Mm. Great, greatest lesson I've learned I mean, maybe twofold. I mean, I think scaling a company comes down to great people and great systems. Um, and you yeah. mentioned the, the systems piece earlier. I think that's so important. I think it's something that's not taught in school um, is a lot of times we look at wealth creation or business success as an event. It's not an event. It's a process. Uh, and it's, it's mm. that the culmination of activities that led to that. Uh, and it's, a, it's the non-sexy stuff that um, people don't want to talk about and uh, and often overlook. And so I think it, it this that how the importance of systems, but then also the importance of great people. And so I feel like uh, I and we have continued to grow in both of those areas of okay, how do we create better systems and process um, to acquire customers, to better deliver that customer experience, to make sure that we're creating raving fans, and then how do we uh, recruit and retain? Um, the best talent. So I feel like those have been two two big areas of focus and and things that we've learned over the years that that have really helped a lot. Yeah, I mean systemization and the processes behind you, what you're actually doing. Uh, that's one of the things when you go from being okay, maybe you're a corporate employee right now and you want to become self-employed. That there's a transition there. Sure. But then when you go from self-employed to being a business owner, then there's a transition there where you're not just, you know, the face of the company, but you're also the leader and you need to have processes in order to scale. And I'm sure for for you, you know, it wasn't always, oh, we got processes for everything and we're organized and we're scaling and growing. What would you say was the greatest mistake you've made in starting your business and scaling it? Hmm. I mean, too many to count. <laughs> um, so many mistakes <laughs> yeah. over the years. Um, gosh, the biggest mistake. The most costly then. <laughs> uh, maybe the most costly. Gosh, there's so many costly mistakes. Um, I, I mean, partnering out of insecurity. Um, I had a business partner um, when I started mm. the business out of insecurity because I think I just didn't, uh, I don't know if I didn't want to do it by myself or I didn't think that I could. And the truth is mm. you're never in business by yourself. You have a team or at least you will um, as you scale and grow. Um, but I think I partnered out of insecurity. Um, that led to 
um, my business partner trying to kick me out of the business uh, and uh, then me ultimately having to buy them out for multiple uh, six figures and going in debt and all that stuff. And so um, that's a pretty costly mistake. Um, I don't know if yeah. it's been the most costly. I'm sure there's some mistakes I've made that have cost me more money than that. <laughs> there's the mistakes you know about, and then there's the mistakes that you don't realize that you're making, <laughs> which sometimes yeah. I think the mistakes that you don't realize you're making can be the most costly ones. Mm. That's good, though. I mean, like a good realization for all the happy hustlers, like don't partner out of insecurity, you know? Like yeah. that's something I'll, I'll just tell you, like my brother you know, business partner and best friend. We have another company I, I'm an investor in and advisor in, but it's his baby and he has autonomy there, you know, and he helps me with my business. And I, I think it's, it's really hard to do partnerships properly. You know, yeah, there's ego Especially involved. With there's, members. yeah, with, with family, with your significant other. I, I started a business with my fiance and that was not a good idea. Um, you know, I know some people can do it, but I, we, it was the relationship or the business, you yeah. know, and we folded the yeah. business because it was like, I still yeah. want to be with you. Um, but <laughs> I just think it's tough, you know? Um, and it's an interesting lesson, you know, cause like you said, like we all stand upon the shoulders of the giants. We all have a team and support. I don't believe anyone's self-made, you know, I just think that's hilarious when people say that because it's just not true. We all have support and help. Um, in terms of just getting proper support and help in, in your realm and your business, who do you look to? Do you have mentors? Do you invest in coaches and masterminds and seminars? Or are you pretty singular focused in, you know, just keeping it kind of, you know, solo dolo? <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I'm, I'm, I actively invest in and, and have invested a lot in masterminds and events and coaches and that sort of thing. I'd say the, there's a couple, uh, or really the biggest one uh, currently is um, Michael Hyatt. Um, he used to oh, run nice. the seventh most profitable publishing company in the world. And so um, he's a mentor of mine personally, and then um, an advisor for self-publishing school. And so um, it's just a wealth of knowledge and a guy who, you know, I believe, you, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you shouldn't take advice from someone you wouldn't gladly switch places with. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I, I don't want to take advice from someone who's killing it in business, but has been divorced three times, his kids hate him and all that stuff. So yep. when I, when I was looking for a mentor, I said, Hey, Michael is, is, is you know, successful marriage, a successful family, uh, uh, thriving in his community, thriving in his faith and thriving in his business. Um, mm. and, and so that, that kind of full wheel of life is, is something that I look for and look to learn from. Mm, amen to that, brother. We're we're very aligned there. I always say something very similar. Like if I wouldn't trade places with you, both personally and professionally, I won't take advice from you. Or maybe I'll take it, but it won't. But with a grain uh, of salt. Yeah. yeah, with a grain of salt. Exactly. And I just think my my buddy Chad calls them furus, you know, fake gurus. There's a ton of them. You know, like everyone's a guru these days. And you got to really have your BS meter out and you got to be using emotional intelligence and, and really look at people's holistic, you know, life values and how they perform. Because it's one thing to, you know, be successful in the business realm, but then to sacrifice your your faith and your family and your fun and your fitness 
for that success, that's not a trade I'm willing to make. I, I've made that trade in yeah. the past, you know, with my yeah. first tech startup. And that was not, that yeah. just wasn't happiness. You know, what does work-life balance look like for you now? I'm just curious, you know, we talk a lot about achieving this blissful balance. Um, for me, you know, this term work-life balance, I don't even think is very accurate. You know, I think it would be more accurate would be like work play balance, right? Because yeah. you wouldn't say, you know, like um, appetizer, you know, dinner balance, you would say appetizer main course balance, right? If mm -hmm. you're going to break it down properly, but just in terms of balance, professionally and personally, how do you stay in homeostasis? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think we're pretty aligned on this. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's worth it's work life integration, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's it's uh, uh, I think you, I think you mentioned this on uh, the self publishing school podcast the interview we did there is that it's not I think people imagine that it's a sweet spot and then they're just going to get in that sweet spot and stay in that sweet spot I think that's a farce yeah. and actually the source of a lot of uh, unhappiness is like oh I can't yeah. find that that magical balance spot. And so mm. I think it's a, it's a spectrum where you swing from, uh, it, from one imbalance to the other, right? Where maybe you're working too yeah. much or maybe you're playing too much. And then in that swing, you find balance. Um, and so I have, I have seasons and um, I, 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 need to, I need to take a little bit more time off. Uh, I've been in the grind mode uh, for, for, for a while now, but I try, I try to build little things in um, like end of day to day, going for a long weekend, that sort of thing to just like integrate that in. So, um, nice. that, so that you, you know, kind of integrate it into your work and your life. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm curious. Uh, new Braunfels, Texas. Uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half outside of Austin. A little long weekend going to a John party concert who I love. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go float the river. Uh, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun weekend. Heck yeah, brother. That, that, that sounds fun. I mean, and that's one thing that, you know, just to echo your point, it's not the finite destination, you know, this, this balanced sweet spot. It requires that the, those pivots, those tweaks, those adjustments, you know, and that's why we have the, the blissful balancer. And that's why it's like a constant practice every Sunday where I take my own medicine and actually, you know, look at where I'm at in terms of these 10 different alignments. And I want to just, you know, kind of mention it, it's really like it's important to recognize the seasons, too. You know, like you're in a grind season right now. You know, it, it's there's going to be seasons of your life where maybe you're going to work harder than you normally would when you're publishing your book, for instance, <laughs> you know, and like that launch phase yeah. or, you know, you're putting it together. But then you need to rest and rejuvenate. And it's, you could think of the seasons of life, you know, winter is when you kind of hibernate and just come back into, um, you know, maybe a place of rest and peace. And then, you know, when spring hits and you start planting and, you know, really getting out there. And then when summer hits, you're growing and, and then, okay, fall, you're harvesting and it's time to go. And like, you know, you really have to look at what season of life you're in at any given point and, and just kind of give yourself grace as well. Agreed. What's your, what's your take on, on just those seasons of life? I, I completely agree. I think it, it, it comes and goes in waves. Uh, and there is the seasons. And I think the thing you just got to be careful of, or at least I've got to be careful of, is uh, constantly telling yourself you're in a busy season. 
Um, yeah. Because if you're always <laughs> yeah. in the busy season, it's not a season, right? And, True. and then it's, that can be just a justification for not actually being in the season, uh, but uh, just <laughs> yeah. be, that being your way of life, um, which if that's yeah. the case, then I think you need to take a look at it and say, is this what I want? If so, awesome. Um, but if not, you probably need to make some changes uh, and it's not a season. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Truth. Spitting the truth. Now, Chandler, I do want to ask you this. A lot of people out there, they might say, I don't have time to write a book, right? I'm too busy. I'm in that season and I just, I'm so focused on other things. What's yeah. your response to, I'm too busy to write a book? Uh, I, th- I think you're, you're too busy not to. <laughs> Um, and you don't have time <laughs> yeah. not to. It, it, it will be one of the best things that you ever do to grow your business and to make an impact yep. at a larger scale. And so you've got, you're not going to find the time. You're going to have to make the time. Um, and mm. there's never going to be a perfect time. I think a lot of times people think, oh, maybe next year, maybe someday. I'm going to have this, no job, no kids, no business, no responsibilities. That's, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to get started before you're ready. There's never a perfect time. But if you truly want to create an asset that brings in leads, sales, and referrals for your business long-term, you need to take the time. And it's a short-term sacrifice to create a long-term asset. Mm. Amen to that. Now, Chandler, I do want to ask you a couple of these traditional happy hustle questions that I ask all my guests. And these are just what I deem happy hustle hacks in a couple of different disciplines. First being health. You know, I just think it's really important. If you're going to write a book, you want to be optimized both mentally and physically to make sure that you have the energy to produce your best work. What would you say is a happy hustle hack in regards to health? Something that you do, a tip, a tool, a tactic that you can share with the happy hustlers? Yeah, two things. Uh, a morning routine that, you know, I very much follow the Miracle Morning. A buddy of mine, Hal Alrod, yep. um, wrote that book. So that morning routine is a superpower. And then secondly uh, is a nap, um, daily nap, 16-minute naps. Nice. It's one of the best things I do um, to just manage my energy levels. Um, I saw, as soon as the podcast over, I'm going to eat lunch, I'm going to take a nap, and then I got a nice little window and I got – you know, other podcast interviews back to back, but that's the way I do that without frying out. Um, and so yeah. the nap is a really big one for me personally. Nice. Oh, I love a good nap. <laughs> and yeah, you win the day in the morning. So really important to have yes. that morning routine. Now let's talk about money. You know, I think money is really, it's a tool. It's, it's a frequency, but you, you need it in order to happy hustle in any capacity, right. In order to achieve that freedom. What would you say is a happy hustle hack in regards to money? You know, maybe something you do to save or invest or spend wisely that you could share with the happy hustlers. Mm. I love the Warren Buffett quote, uh, when people are uh, uh, greedy, be fearful. And when people are fearful, be greedy. (laughs) Um, And so really just, I'm pretty fiscally conservative. Keep your expenses low. So you're not running on a rat race of keeping up with those expenses. So I've always kept mm-hmm. my expenses real low. My financial advisors um, would always give me a hard time because the business does well. It spits off a lot of cash and um, we, we tend to sit on, on a good bit of cash. But they would always uh, just introduce me to uh, people who are helping out with our finances and like, oh, this is Chandler. He lives on beans and rice. Uh, it's good because it's just i mean i keep my expenses pretty low because then uh, you know you that money doesn't own you um or that business or that job or that whatever doesn't own you um because you 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 know a lot of 
if it's not productive, that it owns you. And so I think yeah. that, that's probably uh, one of the big things is, is is managing your expenses and being fiscally um, conservative and just making smart strategic decisions. Mm. Preach. Smart. I mean, I think a lot of people, uh, I just had Amber Lee Lago on. She said, don't live a champagne lifestyle on a beer budget. <laughs> you know, it's she, she's from Texas. So she, that's like, that's what that reminds yeah. me of, you know? Um, yeah. I now let's talk that. about spirituality. Yeah. Let's talk about spirituality just in terms of, you know, connecting to a higher power. I think it's really important to have faith, you know, something bigger than yourself. I don't really, I don't care what God or, you know, you believe in or one or another, but I just think it like in order to be successful, truly successful, whatever that word means to you, but uh, in order to be fulfilled, you need to have faith. What would you say is a happy hustle hack in regards to spirituality that you can share? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Christian personally. It's something that's super important to me. Um, my faith and my connection with God is very important. Um, and so, I mean, you got to, just like anything else, you got to prioritize that. You got to make it uh, make it a priority and you got to make it important. So I have certain groups that I get together with that are around that, whether that's church, whether that's through like men's prayer group and stuff like that. Um, and, and then, and through meditation and stuff. So, so it's like, if, if it's important to you, you got to make it a priority. And that's where the wheel of life, I love the wheel of life exercise of, of, of checking in on every area. And that's a really important mm. area that so goes that, um, or as goes that, so goes a lot of other things in my life. Um, so it's constantly making sure that, hey, it, that this is a priority because that flows into uh, a lot of other things that I do. Yeah, so true. You got to make time for it, make it a priority um, and just, you know, really believe in something, you know, something bigger than yourself, even if it's just, you know, believing in your breath and meditating, you know, like that's I just think so powerful. Um I do want to put you through the rapid fire round, Chandler. And this is just where we ask you random questions and you answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Favorite food. Go. Ice cream. <laughs> nice. Favorite movie. Anchorman. Oh, good one. Favorite book. Uh, Extreme Ownership. Mm, that's good. Best business advice. Don't take advice from someone you wouldn't gladly switch places with. Mm. What's your spirit animal, Chandler? <laughs> it's a lion. <laughs> nice. Three things you're most grateful for. Oh, man. Uh, my health, amazing parents and family and friends that care about me, uh, and shelter. Uh, so a place to live. Yeah. Hey, that's good. And if you had one billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard going to read? You're doing better than you think. Take a moment to encourage the people around you. Mm, love that. Chandler, you crushed that rapid fire round, man. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you, brother, just for sharing your love and your light and your wisdom with myself and the happy hustlers, man. I just appreciate you and, and how you're showing up in the world and, you know, just the powerful impact you're having with self-publishing school. It's in your book published and, and just like 
giving people that framework to write their story is so powerful. So I just appreciate you and just want to acknowledge you for that, man. I appreciate that, Kiri. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And just any final words before I ask you the last question and then go ahead and mention that link again where yeah. people can best connect with you. Hey, there's never going to be a perfect time to write your, your book. You're going to have to get started before you're ready. Uh, if you want to grab a copy of my new book um, for free on me, go to publishedbook.com forward slash carry. Uh, but you better hurry though, because uh, it's the first 50 people <laughs> that get a free copy of the book. Um, obviously you can get it on Amazon uh, as well. Awesome. And last question, Chandler, what does happy hustling mean to you? Yeah, it, it means loving what you do and enjoying the journey. Um, because if you don't enjoy the journey, it's not, you know, life's not about the mountaintops uh, experience. This is about the journey to get there. And, and so if you don't love the journey, then why are you doing it? <laughs> uh, and so that's what it means to mm. me. Mic drop. Chandler Bolt, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. We are out. Peace and love. Real quick, guys, I just want to let you know that my book, The Happy Hustle, 10 Alignments to Avoid Burnout and Achieve Blissful Balance is still available for free, meaning you can actually get the hard copy of my book sent right to your door for basically free. All you got to do is just help out with shipping and handling and we send it right to you. And you can get that at thehappyhustlebook.com. And inside this book, we share with you the soul mapping framework, the selfless service, optimized health, unplugged digitally, loving relationship, mindful spirituality, abundance financially, personal development, passionate hobbies, impactful work, and nature connection. All of these 10 different alignments are featured in this book and how you can happy hustle your dream reality. And I'm telling you, this is some of my best work. It's 150 power packed pages, and we are actually going to be doing a new book launch via Amazon and we're going to up the price. So it's not going to be free for much longer, but if you want to get it, you can get it now at the happy Check it out guys. And once again, I so appreciate you and I am grateful to be happy hustling on this journey together. Now get out there and happy hustle your dream reality full of that passion, that purpose and that positive impact. Peace and love y'all. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.